Welcome to the How to Anything podcast. My name is Nick Billock, and this podcast is all about translating my 50 or so years on this planet into stories of how to do so many things that sometimes have everything to do with each other and other times nothing at all. My goal in each episode is to tell you the how behind something sprinkled in with life experiences that have literally taken me around the globe. Thanks for tuning in. So let's get on with this episode. The entitlement mentality is defined as a sense of deservingness or being owed a favor when little or nothing has been done to deserve special treatment. It's the quote, you owe me attitude. Entitlement is a narcissistic personality trait. So welcome to episode 20 of the How To Anything podcast. And in case you didn't figure it out there, this episode is going to perhaps be a little bit sensitive, uh, depends on who's listening to it, honestly, but it's going to be how to reject entitlement mentality. So I just gave you the definition of that, but before we go down the path of my thoughts on entitlement mentality, let's talk about mentality, maybe define a few things and give some background. I always like to give personal history, personal background, um, with which, um, I'm coming to this podcast with in this episode. So let's step back a little bit and say, what is entitlement? Just the word entitlement, not the mentality of it, but just entitlement because in its essence, it's not a bad word. Uh, but we're going to talk about the, the downside of the entitlement mentality in this country, in this world today. So entitlement, what is it? So in law, it is an entitlement. An entitlement is a provision made in accordance with a legal framework of a society. So typically entitlements are based on concepts of principle, quote, rights, which are themselves based in concepts of social equality or enfr enfranchisement. So think about things like social security. You pay into social security throughout your life here in the United States. And eventually when you reach at least 62 years old, you can start drawing it out or take, for example, uh, you are paying into a pension uh, that has a provisions in it to where you would draw a retirement out eventually in your retirement years, which a lot of those have gone away in recent years, but that would be an entitlement. Take military service. You know, for many of you who know me personally, you know that I conduct military honors probably four to five days a week. Uh, as a service member, if you've been honorably discharged, when you pass away, your family can request this entitlement. And that is taps played at your funeral and a flag folded and presented to your next of kin. That's an entitlement that is out there for any veteran who's been honorably discharged. Doesn't matter if they've been served, they served one year, two years or 30. So upon just the recording this podcast, um, I'll be going down to Canton and doing one of those exact things because the family requested it. It's an entitlement that they can exercise if they want. And if they do, we show up and we will honor that veteran and, and their family. So that's an entitlement, something that is, it's a provision made. It's an agreement. It's a, it's a, it's woven into the fabric of a law, uh, in a country society and something that you can say, 
I have done this, therefore it is in writing, it is a right of mine to then receive this. So that's an entitlement. Let's talk about entitlement mentality though. If you remember the definition that I read to you, it says it's in a sense of deservingness or being owed a favor when little or nothing has been done to deserve special treatment. Okay. So, so many people in this country, in this world, uh, have their hand out, palm up, asking for something. Now, there's nothing wrong. This is not a knock on helping others. People who are homeless, poor, have less than, have come on hard times. It is not that. It is the, the sense in your head that you are owed something simply because of social status the color of your skin, the income coming into your home, or just the fact that you think it's owed to you, period. You don't even have to have a reason, honestly. That's that entitlement mentality that we want to talk about today and how to reject it. Talk about some of the um, the downfalls of it and then how to push back on that to not have that sense of entitlement. So what are some signs that someone has a sense of entitlement. And before we even go down that path, I want to tell you that there's actually a a disorder, a mental disorder that can feed into this. And it's called NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder. And here's the definition of it. It's a personality disorder characterized by a lifelong pattern of exaggerated feelings of self-importance an excessive need for admiration, and a delusional sense of status, diminished ability, or unwillingness to empathize with others' feelings, and interpersonally exploitive behavior. Narcissistic narcissistic personality disorder is one of the subtypes of the broader category known as personality disorders. Interesting, isn't it? It's actually a diagnosable condition, but so many things in there that a delusional sense of status, a diminished ability to empathize with others. I think just about going to the grocery store and someone believes that they, I don't know, you're, you're walking, just walking in the door. They feel entitled to be first for whatever reason. So they might cut you off and uh, maybe give you a growl or just a look, or you just feel the sense of, I mean, just kind of stand back and like, what's going on here? That, that sense of entitlement of, I, I use the illustration of the roundabouts. And if you're from overseas and you've driven a car, uh, there's a lot of roundabouts and they are growing for sure in this country. So as you come up to a roundabout, you know, a lot of them replace stop signs. And when you come up to one, there's a yield sign there. So you think about that yield sign. So if somebody is in the circle and they're coming around, you have to yield to that person. But how many times have you come up on one of these roundabouts where the person just pulls out and they're not yielding? In my mind, that entitlement mentality removes that yield sign. It says, you know what? I'm, I want to take what I want and I want to take it now, whether I deserve it or not, whether it's my turn to go into that roundabout or it's not my turn. I'm going no matter what. It's focused on me, me, me. It is the anti 
servant leadership model where you serve others and you put others before yourself. It's the opposite of that. It's saying it is all about me. I deserve this, whether I've done it, whether, whether or not I've done anything about it or for it whatsoever, it's mine because I simply want it without regard of others. Okay. So just wanted to take that little sidestep and say that this is actually a diagnosable narcissistic personality disorder, a diagnosable um, mental disorder. Interesting. Did not know that till I was preparing for this podcast. So understanding the psychology behind it. So there's several theories regarding why some people might develop a sense. Uh, some of it, so much of it starts in the home and we raised our children in such a way we, we talk about the silver spoon. We never wanted the silver spoon to be in their mouth. We wanted them to, to learn good work habits, learn what serving others uh, means. We wanted them to grow up and learn about what their faith would be, understand what we believe. So we raised them, of course, going to church, but we didn't make decisions for them. We taught them, we led them, and they would make their own decisions. But so much starts in the home. So the spoiled child is truly a, a starting point uh, for creating that entitlement mentality in, in, in an adult. If they grow up, you know, always being given everything, and the answer is yes, 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 yes to everything, and there is a lack of discipline, yeah, that can absolutely feed into that sense of entitlement later on in life. Uh, another thing is the attempt to overcompensate for past wrongs. So in some cases, what if you have this, we have, you experience maltreatment or neglect or something that has, uh, beat you down in the past, a bad experience, um, not being loved when you're growing up. And then you grow up thinking I didn't get this. Therefore I need to overcompensate today. And I need even more since I didn't get this, whatever it used to be growing up as a child it could be past hurts could be not being, you know, being the last one picked on the team at, in, in grade school. That was me. So when I grow up, if I think, well, because I was always the less than growing up, I always want to be the more than today. And I deserve that. I need to get compensated. So that attempt to overcompensate for your past is another thing that feeds into it. Uh, then there's, again, the personality disorders where it's literally a, a disorder that's grown within somebody's life. I, I have a hard time, you know, just landing on that and saying that you were born that way. I think there's so many of these things are that are grown from the home, that are grown from culture around you, what you choose to uh, consume. When I don't mean food, I mean consume socially, visually, uh, through social media, through reading, through what you watch, uh, what you expose yourself to. You can definitely get into that sense of. Uh, that entitlement. So I want to take a, another sidestep. I told you I like to say about where I'm coming from. So I crossed this whole entitlement word so heavily since I was hired back in 2008 in my government position. Uh, the program that I managed was one that it was a program for people who had very, 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 very little. And it was a disability program uh, through the government. But in order to get it, you had to qualify for it, meaning, well, first you had to have a di disability that we found that we found that was an actual disability. 
but then to get the actual funds out of it, you would have to qualify based on how much money's in the bank, if you're working, how much money you were making. It was very much like welfare. Uh, if you go to say the, your local job and family services and you're going to get food assistance or housing assistance, often the person that would qualify for that would also qualify for this program. So if you think about this, nothing was paid in to that to then get something coming out. So when you think of an investment or 401k or social security benefits, uh, you've paid in, now it's going to pay you out as an entitlement. This is not an entitlement. This is an assistance program that is for people who qualify for it, but they're not necessarily entitled to it. They have to qualify based on their life circumstances. And you flip that on its head, these, there's also disability programs through the government, through Social Security. Now, through that program, this is somebody who has worked, paid into the program, and then if they are found disabled, then they can then draw out of it. But that is an entitlement because they've put something into it. So there's a, there's a dichotomy there that exists. And one of the things that sometimes I had to kind of have tough love with people and say, this is not yours as an entitlement. It is an assistance program that you have to qualify for. And that was taken very poorly by a lot of people. They didn't like to hear that. But sometimes I had to go there when they started, they started saying, you know, my this, my that. And they always, they were upset that they weren't going to get their benefits, what they felt entitled to. And I had to explain to them, it's not an entitlement. <laughs> so having that sense of it, Oh, that, that was tough. And I had that conversation with countless people over the years. And uh, it's important to understand where all of it's coming from so then you can then address it. So let's, let's talk about impacts. So we, we've defined what this entitlement ment mentality is. Um, it can definitely be damaging to everybody around you, honestly. But let's talk about impacts in some different categories. And I often like to start when it comes to faith in spirituality. Um, you know, we, you know, when I, I say we, my, my family, people who believe as I do. So I am a Christian. I believe that uh, Christ came to this world. I believe he died for me. I believe he died on the cross and he rose again three days later. And I believe he literally did that. And that that sacrifice because I've accepted it, is what then I have a promise one day to be in heaven. So I believe that. Am I entitled to that? Absolutely not. It is a awesome example of grace, and grace is something that I don't deserve. So if, you, if anyone ever shows you grace, for example, you're at the Aldi grocery store, and they put that quarter in that grocery cart so you can use it, and they don't want anything back, that's eh, a little bit of grace. So no, that's a very low example, but grace is something that's not deserved. So I'm not entitled to that, but I am given it based on my belief in the, in the sacrifice that was done. So that's, that's something that if somebody feels entitled based on what they believe, now, I can see in the Catholic faith, you know, if you're Catholic, I am not Catholic, but I do believe as much of it is work-based. And if you believe certain things, 
or, or do certain things and you check the boxes and you've done the right things, that that will then set you up for eternal life. Is that the case if you're Catholic? I mean, you know it. If you're a practicing Catholic, you know if I'm completely off or if I'm close or what have you. But if you approach that with, I'm entitled because I've done these things, that would be uh, an effect of that entitlement mentality. Okay, let's move on. Socially. So when you think about entitlement mentality socially, how you treat others, if you're always going around with that handout, you know, palm up, asking for more, asking for more, versus the giving that can be done socially, it can really negatively impact, impact your relationships with others and coworkers and just people you pass in the grocery store or at a streetlight. Um, you know, often when you're coming up onto that lane on the interstate, you might feel entitled to merge. But guess what? There's that yield sign again. You must yield to that traffic that's up there. Wait your turn. But a lot of people don't feel that way. You see it all the time. We know it as road rage. That entitlement mentality and road rage go hand in hand. Think about if you lived a life free of the entitlement mentality and you drove your car that way, how, how much different would it be? Just think about that. Okay, what about work? Um, work, regardless of what we do, for me, you know, now working uh, as a realtor and how I approach things, I see a lot of nastiness out there, but I see a lot of selfless things too. So when people feel entitled for a certain treatment because of their status in this world or, or just anything, it has this negative ripple effect uh, throughout, throughout work. If you're working and you feel entitled to that paycheck, it might affect how you work or don't work. And do you think that might affect others? Say you're working alongside somebody who believes in putting an honest workday in, working hard, treating others how they want to be treated. And uh, you're over there kind of watching the clock and not really doing it because you feel, you know what, I feel entitled to this job. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And uh, that's it. And people see that. And supervisors see that. And management sees that. Depending on the job, it might hurt you. In other situations, maybe more in a government type of position, I might have some experience there. The person doing the work just might get loaded on even more. And you might be able to skate right on by. But that is a horrible way to live and how to, to work together and be a servant leader amongst your peers. But again, that entitlement mentality is woven into our fabric. And it is permeating so many different things. Just try not to be that person. Relationships. All right. So we talked about faith and spirituality, our social connections, our work, but relationships within, say, marriage and parenting. Let's talk about parenting and your kids and the example that you are, how you're bringing them up. We already talked about spoiled kids and how that can have a ripple effect from grade school all the way up through high school, college. Every, every touch point that your kids go through the rest of their life can be directly impacted by how you lead in this area of entitlement, not to weave that into their fabric of their being. Because that, if you do that, that's all they're going to know. And they will go through life with that handout 
And I mean hand extended out, wanting, wanting, wanting from people without really wanting to give much back. So think about that when it comes to raising your kids. What about your spouse? Okay, so if I think about my wife, uh, Margie, and we are now married over 30 years, coming up on our 31st year. And I think about how, um, you know, I don't think about dinner every night. Do I feel entitled that she makes me dinner every night? Does she feel entitled that I make the bed? It's something I like to do actually, or empty the dishwasher. She's something she hates to do, which I don't mind doing. Um, is it, is the approach in the, in the mind space that we have when it comes to entitlement, how has that impacted our marriage? How about intimacy? How about time that we spend uh, behind closed doors? Um, you know, intimacy is a major thing. Do we as men believe that we're entitled to something? Do we? You got to answer that question. Do you feel entitled? You know, answer that question. We are not entitled. We have to love our wives. And one of the outcomes of a marriage that pursues oneness is a growing intimacy between each other, where you both want to be with each other. And it's authentic, it's real, it's not self-serving. This whole mentality of entitlement is extremely self-serving. It is 100% self-serving. It can wreck a marriage. So approach your marriage and your relationships with humility and reject the entitlement mentality. What about yourself? Looking in the mirror, your self-worth, your sense of accomplishment. Perhaps you are somebody who wants a handout and you're perfectly okay with that. Or you are somebody who wants to work and earn what you earn, accomplish what you accomplish. You, you hold yourself to a standard of which that you want to be proud of what you accomplish. I think about CrossFit and I think about, let's just take a simple CrossFit movement of jumping on a box. Real simple. I'm actually set up right here in my garage gym right now with my setup for this podcast on one of those boxes. So if I jump on this box, I'm looking at it, it's 24 inches tall, jump on this box and part of a box jump, if I jump on it, I stand up and I stand up tall and my hips open, meaning I'm straight up and down. I'm not keeled over, but I'm standing up and down. Okay, so if I jump up and I stand full, that's one rep. Now this workout might have 20 reps of a box jump. If I don't stand up completely, do I walk away this walk away feeling like I am entitled to those 20 reps since I jumped on the box? Or do I hold myself to a standard where I will no rep myself and say, that's no good, do it over until it's right? <laughs> Even things like th this very, very simple example, quality of work, how you work out, just how you conduct yourself. If like in real estate, how I do my paperwork, how I communicate with clients, that, you, that sense of entitlement mentality that can weave itself in to where you, you let that in, how do I explain this? And 
the, the entitlement mentality can weave itself in so negatively to where it affects your standard of work is what I'm trying to say. And you don't want that to happen. You want to hold yourself to a higher standard and make it right and be okay with failure and then come back and do it right again next time and do it better and do it better, but hold yourself to that standard. Don't feel entitled to the ribbon or the trophy or whatever it happens to be, the raise, the promotion, the bonus, if you haven't met the actual standard for whatever it is. Don't be in, don't let entitlement ripple itself into your, what you accomplish in um, how you think of yourself. Last area I want to talk about is servant leadership. It is the absolute opposite. So I go back to, we'll just go back to a Bible story. Many of you heard of Jesus and how he washed his disciples' feet. You know, it was right before things were going to get really bad for him. Uh, he was going to get beaten sent to the cross, but he had a time where he actually got down on his hands and knees and he washed his servants, or his servants, his, the disciples' feet. Now, these disciples have been following him, listening to his teachings, thought the world of him, and watched him perform miracles and everything else. And then all of a sudden, he is on his hands and knees washing the feet, and they're all wearing sandals, you know. Dirty, filthy feet, washing their feet. And his example here was that to put yourself last, to serve others, to do what's unexpected, to, you know, they don't, they didn't feel entitled to, they didn't want like Jesus to be washing their feet in no way, but he humbled himself. He put the needs of somebody else ahead of his own and he washed their feet. That is the complete polar opposite of what entitlement mentality is completely. And that's why I completely reject it. It's why I encourage you to reject it and try not to, to live that way. Try to catch yourself. And remember road rage is a great example of it and I'm guilty of it too. And I'll be on the road today. So I got to be careful with that. So entitlement mentality, how to reject it. And I hope you uh, got something out of this podcast, something you might be able to share with others. Uh, if you have any questions, always reach out to me at nickbillockrealtor at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at garageboxnick. And until next time, have a great week, and we will see you next week for episode 21. Thank you for joining me on today's How To Anything podcast. Please feel free to share it with friends and family, and I hope you'll join me next time. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss out. You can find me on Instagram at garageboxnick or via email at nickbillockrealtor at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make today great.